Hey y'all, welcome back to season two of Yeah But Are You Listening? I'm Ovi and I'm glad you've tuned into this journey. I've created this space to push you to be authentic, to be transparent, and to do it scared. Let's get to it. Hey y'all. So this episode is a little different. Um, I don't typically record live. Um, and while there are some episodes that I have pre-recorded, um, I'm actually traveling today with my family, um, with my girls, my mom and Maya and Isaiah and like a million of Alana's friends. So she turned um, 16 on Monday and her one request was a mountains trip with her friends. So we're traveling. And so instead of um, posting any of the pre-recorded um, episodes that I had, I thought that we would do something a little special today. So I have Maya here with me. We're going to do an episode together. Um, you'll probably hear some cameos of Isaiah in the background because, you know, it just wouldn't have been right if we were trying to record and he didn't wake up and decide he was ready to start his day. So he's in the background um, watching his tablet, but I'm sure he will have some things to say over the course of this recording. So just Everyone loves Izzy, so I'm sure that'll be that'll be welcome cameos. Um, we're gonna talk about teen parenting today. Um, there is such a stigma around to being a teenage mom, and you know, people are very quick to um to highlight it as generational curses if you are pregnant as a teenager and then your kid is pregnant as a teenager, the idea is that you somehow have had a misstep and they are following your footsteps or you have somehow glorified uh, what teen, being a teen mom looks like. And um, so I thought that would be a decent topic for Maya and I to kind of explore a little bit today because I did all the things that I thought were right to steer her down a different path. And here we are. So I have a hard time kind of falling into the belief that it's a generational curse. Um, that, and I have a hard time believing that anything about Isaiah um, is a curse. So there's that. Um, so to give you a little bit of background, I got pregnant. I found out I was pregnant two weeks into my senior year in high school and kind of leading up to that time, I had lost my father when I, the summer before I was going into high school as a freshman. Um, he died in a motorcycle accident, not very far from um, where we lived. And I was a huge daddy's girl. And so that took a, it was a pretty big hit for me. Um, and it kind of changed the trajectory of my, I'll say, social life, um, social social interactions with boys um, or young men at that point. And so, for a really long time, I actually wanted a kid. It was um, it was kind of the popular thing to do, so to speak, um, for a while. Not necessarily say that having a kid was popular, but you know that was at a time where. 
Um, the kids were, you know, having a kid meant you get to dress them up like a baby doll. You get to buy them all the cutest clothes and you really just got to make them a mini version of yourself. Um, um, it was really about, you know, and there were, we were in these, like, we were in early stages of high school, but we were in these like many marriages or so we thought, right? So you were dating some boy for a year, which a year is a long time when you're in high school. Um, a year is a long time when you're an adult at this point. But anyway, so you're dating some boy um, or dating some girl and y'all see this amazing life together. Y'all out here just being for the streets, having sex unprotected, doing whatever. Um, and I think sometimes, even though you might have wanted to have a kid, like you weren't really thinking long term. You weren't really thinking that, you know, what I'm doing today is going to result in a young life that I'm going to actually have to feed and clothe and discipline and take care of for the next forever. <laughs> um, you don't really think about that. You're not, you're not processing that when you're in the 10th grade. Um, I ran track. And so I was an athlete. Um, at that point, I used to play basketball, but that was like rec ball. Everybody that actually plays basketball tells me that doesn't count. Um, so I ran track. That was my high school, my high school athletic career. Um, and my track coach, Coach Gill, uh, really you know, he believed in my track ability. Like there were several, there were several, Coach Blunt. Um, so there were several. And so by the time I got to be a senior, I kind of understood. There's the first cameo from Isaiah. Um, I kind of understood that um, having a baby was about more than you know, just dressing up a little person. And so I didn't want to have a baby anymore. Um, I wanted to go to college. I was going to Spelman. I was going to run track. Like I had my life in order. I was ready. Um, as an 11th grader, I actually dropped out of high school uh, in the second or third semester. We had, I was friends with everybody. I mean, I was friends with people from both sides of the highway. Um, shout out to the Bull City. You would understand uh, the difference between turnkey and and um colony manor um anyway i was friends with everybody and so there were a lot of at that time there was a lot of animosity between the two neighborhoods um i saw a lot of my friends be buried at that time in my life and so i just felt like school was too much um my mom let me withdraw um in, in hopes of saving my mental health, I was going to therapy. It was a lot going on. Um, so anyway, I got back enrolled in school, realized that that wasn't working and just that wasn't it. I was going to need to go to school. So I'll get back in school, finish school, go to night school, um, get back on track so I can graduate. Two weeks into my senior year of high school, I found out I'm pregnant. Um, I... Um, have been dating my then boyfriend for two years. Um, found out I'm pregnant. Um, he wanted me to get an abortion. I, I don't know, looking back, I don't know if it was probably equal parts of you not going to tell me what to do and I don't want to get an abortion. Um, cause I probably more parts, you're not going to tell me what to do actually. So anyway, so we, I, you know, I found out I'm having a boy. I'm in high school. I don't really get to do um, a lot of the senior things because I'm pregnant, right? So 
Um, I worked out, but obviously by the time track season rolled around, Michael was born in April. So by the time track season rolled around, I was clearly pregnant. So there was no track. Um, I wasn't going to Atlanta for school with a new baby. Um, I remember I was super scared to tell my mom. So as you remember, I'm an only child and my mom and I were super close and I was really afraid to tell my mom. So I can remember I went to my friend Joy's house, showed her the stick. She's like, that means you're pregnant. And I'm like, no, no way. So we go. At that time, you could make an appointment at the doctor and they see you the same day. So call the doctor up. They tell me I can come. I come. They take a test. Um, yes, I'm pregnant. We go to Northgate Mall. Um, and I knew some people that were working, I don't know, at a store, some store, probably the record store, asked if I could use their phone, call my mom from the mall at her job to tell her I was pregnant. Um, she was not happy. I think she might've hung up on me. Um, I, and then she didn't speak to me for several months. Um, she was upset. She was disappointed. She was disappointed. I was a good student. I was a good kid, had a future ahead and here I am going to have a baby. Um, but I was also very determined not to be a statistic. So I grinded, like I worked hard. I worked two jobs. I went to school. I graduated on time. I can remember Michael being at my high school graduation in the stands with my family. Um, so, you know, fast forward, I um, graduate. I go to Durham Tech Community College, do the college transfer program, go to Central, get to Central, meet my husband. Um, the rest is kind of history. We'll talk about it on another episode. But... Um, <laughs> Um, you know, I have my kids, I get married, well, I have Amaya, we get married, we have Alana. Um, as we are raising them, you know, I make them, I thought I made them aware of the struggles of being a single mom, right? Being a single parent. Um, and then we get divorced. And so it's just me, it's me and the three of them and their father, you know, was involved, very much involved and, you know, spend time with them and, and have visits and all that stuff. He was an involved dad. Um, but I tried to make it clear to them what being a single parent looked like or could look like. Um, I tried to, you know, make sure that they knew what that meant, what that was like, um, what that felt like. Um, I was strict on all three of them, I think. <laughs> uh, Mayo chime in in a minute. Um, I was strict on all of them. I talked to them about sex. I talked to them about life. I talked to them about boys. I talked to them about girls, uh, where Michael is concerned. Um, so I, you know, think that I, well, I at least tried to be very upfront and forthcoming about, you know, just sex. Like, don't be out here. Don't be out here being for the streets. Don't be out here thotting and bopping. Um, like, be mindful of who you laying with. Be mindful of being protected. Um, and so Michael, you know, and they had some other challenges. And I was not perfect. Like, let's be clear. I was not a perfect parent. Was not, am not a perfect parent. Um, but, you know, we we get through. Michael graduates high school. He doesn't have any kids. Doesn't have a record. Um you know, I was, I, I, one thing I will say is I was always honest with them about um, some of the challenges of being a single parent, right? So, you know, 
in terms of, you know, there wasn't always all the money that you wanted to do all the things. I mean, I'm they're almost grown now and they still are learning that there isn't always all the money to do all the things. I did try to be present. Um, my mom was present with me. So I, you know, did take that piece on to the next level and I tried to be present with them. So I was at the football games and basketball games and at their cheerleading events and soccer tournaments and softball stuff. Like I was always present. So much so that some of my friends like talk junk to me about the fact that I was always present because I really didn't miss very much. But um, I did also try to, you know, explain to them how difficult things could be. Right. And how much different your life could be um, if you were not a teen mom. So even some of that just was, you know, I didn't get to I went to college, but I didn't get to live in the dorm. Like I didn't pledge. I didn't do I didn't. I, I mean, I did party like I, I did party. Let's be clear. But, you know, I didn't have the same party life that my friends who didn't have kids had. Right. Because I had to make sure I had a babysitter. I had to make sure um Michael had somewhere to be or there was going to be, you know, somebody that could look after him. And that was not always, you know, as simple as, hey, Ma, can you keep Michael? Because that ain't how we roll. Um, So anyway, so, you know, I I tried to instill that in them. Um, Michael, like I said, got through high school. Um, It's now 25, still doesn't have any kids. Um, He understood the assignment. Um, And so then we have Maya, right, who... Um, I give the same kind of, you know, talk, um, same support, same conversations. Um, her and Lana both are really good kids. So like they did well in school. They, um, they, you know, we talked about everything. We had open relationships. We had open conversations. Um, Maya was on birth control. Like, you know, so we, we did those things together. We had those conversations together. Um, and you know, it turned out differently. So one of the reasons that I I talked to Maya about doing this this episode with me was because um, we have kind of been bonded in that experience, right? So she was, um, Maya was 17 when we found out about Isaiah. So I've told you guys the story already. You know, we go to get her her, um, physical for softball and um they and change her birth control and they are like we need to take a pregnancy test and so the, we're at the point where the doctors you know ask parents to leave the room and Maya's like my mom doesn't need to leave the room like we talk about everything <laughs> um and you know but I do they they ask that you do anyway they do a pregnancy test they call the next day tell her she's pregnant um she you know in the moment doesn't necessarily doesn't want to have doesn't want to keep Isaiah. I mean, it's we didn't know he was Isaiah. Like to be fair, um, she was headed off to college in six weeks. We were already buying college stuff. Um, you know, we she had a plan. Uh, we had a pl- we had a plan. We had a vision, right? And I was super proud of her. She had already graduated high school. Um, she had done what I had not or had not been able to. Um, She was an athlete all the way up until the end of her high school career. She was, you know, she cheered. She was a softball captain. Um, You know, so to find out she's pregnant was was a blow. Um, I was disappointed at first. Um, Not even at first. I was disappointed, right? We had a plan. She had gotten into the colleges of her choice. 
Um, she was going to be a nurse. Like we, we had a plan, right? And I was super proud of the fact that she had gotten farther than I had at that same age. So find out about Isaiah. Then we find out Isaiah is coming, whether we would like him to or not, because we are already nine months pregnant. Um, and so, you know, I was, there was, there was a lot of, there was a lot of things kind of swirling around for me because at that point I felt like to some degree, I felt like I had failed, right? We had, I had, you know, tried to get you past the point of where I was. I thought I had made this excellent example. Um, and I thought we had gotten there only to find out we hadn't. So, um, so that's where I was kind of emotionally at the point when we found out about Isaiah. And it's funny cause he'll be three in July and I cannot imagine, I can't even imagine what our lives might be like if he wasn't part of it. Like we're sitting here now recording this episode and he is at the table watching Ryan. Um, if you don't know who Ryan is, he is like a science uh, project wow. guru, right? Um, and eating oatmeal. And I cannot imagine what it would have been like, like what vacations would have looked like if I had not spent them um, cuddled with him in the bed, trying to keep him from rolling off the other side. Or, you know, he woke up this morning and um, came and ran and jumped on the couch and said he wanted to lay in here with me. So there are, you know, it is difficult for me to to connect any part of that with the word curse, right? There's nothing about that that seems cursed to me. Um, in addition to that, like I didn't glamorize teenage pregnancy at all. Um, I didn't, I didn't think, I don't know, Maya can chime in. I didn't think I made, you know, single parenting look fun or exciting. Um, I thought we talked about, you know, I thought I did a pretty good job of being like, hey, don't be out here in these streets. Um, and so I don't know, Maya, what do you think about like, not only just being a teen mom, but you know, what are some of the like challenges that you face? Some of the things that you have um, experienced um, just in whole, like you probably have to get closer, but like just <laughs> just in whole, like and again, this is not like um, this is not and, you know, to to this is only the highlight what it's like to be a teen mom. Yeah. And this is not like, uh, because you know, at this point, like I'm super proud of you. I'm super proud of who you are as a mom. You show up every day <laughs> and it's really pretty amazing to watch your baby, like have a baby. Um, Aunt Casey and I laugh often because Casey was in the room um, screaming. We was all in there screaming <laughs> at Maya, like we got to get through dying. this. <laughs> uh, right. We all were dying at the same time, all in the room screaming, trying to get Maya through the birthing process. Um, you know, there are some pretty funny stories that happened in that, in that <laughs> delivery room. But, um, but I mean, what, I don't know, what do you, what do you think? I mean, I guess let's start by, you know, was there anything that I could have done that would have called, that would have in the moment, like at the time caused you to make different decisions? Um, no, no, not really. Because like at the time, like when things first started kind of going a little left um we had like like our relationship wasn't as strong as it is now mm -hmm. and I feel like, like I don't want to say having a kid made our relationship stronger but it did I definitely think it I did I just feel like it brought our like uh, my ability to really come to you like for one because you've been in my exact same shoes mm -hmm. for one and the other is just for the simple fact like hold on baby okay 
<laughs> and then the other fact is just a simple fact, like you know, it's not a lot of other. I didn't have a lot of other friends who were teen, who were teen moms, right? So like, but I mean, like, so let's go back to seventeen. I mean, it seems like so many years yeah. ago. You'd be, be twenty one, but like, what could I have done? Was there anything that I could have done then that would have made you think twice about even just engaging in anything that would have put like, me in this that would have put you in this situation? Yeah. Um. Hmm. One thing I will say, like when we were younger, like personally, mm-hmm. um, I wouldn't say like my whole, you know, childhood, but <laughs> um, I'd probably say from like mm, beginning of like start of high school, mm-hmm. like your strictness was very high towards all of us, and I know like mm-hmm. it was probably also because like clearly not the- high enough. <laughs> <laughs> I know I was the first girl and everything so like things are a little bit different from how you had to do things with Michael Mm -hmm. but me personally like from looking from the other side like I just like it was times where I felt like Lord I wish this lady would get off my neck you know and it would be times where I'm like I'm like um you know I know my mama wouldn't like this but I'm gonna do it just just because I know she you know I know she's so hell bent on me not doing it you know and stuff like that so I feel like that was probably a huge point for me where there were a lot of things where I know I shouldn't have been doing, but I was doing it just because, like, because yeah. I know I could, you know? Yeah, I get it. And I think that's part of the challenge with, you know, parenting is, yeah. like, trying to find that sweet spot between... A friend and you a know, parent. Yeah, not, and not even just so much being a friend, but... Because I think at one point, I, like, now I would say that we are friends i wasn't really concerned <laughs> about being your friend when you were 16 17 yeah. i was so concerned about not having to knock your head off like <laughs> you know um but i think as a parent that is one of the things that is difficult is trying to find a fine line between what is too strict and what is strict enough right. like what is so strict that um that they are going to completely rebel. Like I and I'm sure you had friends like that. Like I can remember going to college with people, with girls whose parents never let them do anything. Mm-hmm. Like their rope was so tight that when they got to college they completely wild yes. out. Like yes. they was the ones walking naked on campus, yes. you know, Definitely. with no clothes on, thotting and bopping, giving it to any Tom Dick and Harry that wanted it. Mm-hmm. They was at every party. They was the life of the party. They was usually the girls that was the drunkest. They was usually the girls that was the highest. And some of that was because their parents never let them do anything. Um, And so it's a very fine line, like, trying to figure out that space between, all right, do I give her this much rope or not? And I feel like even just in, like, thinking about it right now, I feel like Michael, um, he was the first, right? So he... I, I don't know. I probably got, I got a lot wrong. I got a lot wrong. Um, and then I feel like you got less rope based on the fact that A, you were a girl and, and B, you his, were number two. Yeah. Right. So you were kind of, you know, in his shadow. And I feel like Lana probably gets all the rope because now I'm just tired. Like, right. Just and we don't. all done cut the rope in pieces. <laughs> That's so. right. Like there is no rope left for anybody else. So now I'm just tired and I will knock your head off. Right. Like I, we skipping all the warnings, all the warnings, <laughs> straight signs. to the graveyard. Right. Because you've seen, you've already seen how this could go. So right. let's just skip all of that, all of that stuff, and just I'll just knock your head off. Just understand that. <laughs> um, so what were some of the, um, like so what are the, some of the things that? So all right, so you said maybe I could have done a better job at like balancing, um 
because I felt like we talked a lot. I felt like, I mean, you got a car, you know, you, you know, you would, I can remember being like, Maya, I saw you driving down the street with a million people in the car going in the wrong direction of where you supposed to have been going. Yep. No, nah, Maya, that won't me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What? Um, so what were some of the things that, like, was there anything else that stands out? Because also in that time I was grinding, like I was working two jobs. I was trying to make sure I was at everybody's stuff. You know, so I think one of the other challenges about being a parent is that you are trying to do all the things that you think, like, are what they need or what y'all need. And you like, "Mm, maybe I didn't need that. Mm. Um, So I guess, is there any, do you have any, I don't want to say advice, but you have any maybe words of wisdom from having been there for like a parent from a a young woman's perspective of something that a parent of maybe a girl who, you know, of a teenager Mm -hmm. that maybe they could do differently or maybe something that they could um, or maybe should consider? Um, um, I personally like something that I think that me and you have gotten better at Mm -hmm. is just like plain communication because like, I can I know there were a lot of times when I was young when I was younger like and it's not like I didn't want to come to you or didn't feel comfortable coming to you but it would just be times where like something simple as like a boy calling me ugly at school or you know calling me fat and I'm in my room crying bawling you know having a whole fit and then get it together before you because I hear your footsteps coming down the hall you know and it wasn't like oh I don't want her to know that you know something's going on it was just like I don't know I just I just personally I just rather deal with stuff like that by myself right so is there (laughs) something so if we could go back right what would what could I have done differently or, I mean, or is it nothing? Like, cause I, I also understand that sometimes there's nothing you could yeah. have done. Like, I mean, you know, me and Nana have a great relationship, but there are times where she did all she could have done. Like right. I, she did what she did. She couldn't have done anything differently. I wasn't going to do anything differently. Right. This is how it was going to go. Right. right. So I don't want, I'm not, I don't want you to think that by me saying, is there anything I could have done differently that there has to be an answer? Cause yeah. maybe there isn't yeah. like, Maybe that's just the way it was going to play out, right? right I was doing right. the best I could. You was doing the best you could. Um, I think one of the things I laugh at is that as a parent, people say, you hear people say that you hope that your voice echoes in their head when they about when to they do about something. To do and something. I'll be like, the last voice I'm thinking about is my mama's. Yeah. Like, maybe after, <laughs> right? After, like, you shouldn't have did that. You shouldn't have did that. <laughs> you, you know, know you're going to get in trouble. Right, or maybe before, but I can remember the look of surprise on your face when you told me the doctor said you was pregnant. And you was like, I didn't know. And I'm thinking, well, how you didn't know? I mean, but one way to get pregnant. That one, there's one way. Girl, listen. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you, did you just, did you not think it could Isaiah could happen to you. Like, was that like what was the because you? It's not like okay. So first of all, you wasn't dumb. <laughs> That's the first thing. Number two, yeah. you you weren't ugly. Yeah. Right. Number three, you were a nursing student, so you know about the anatomy of the body. Right. You know what happens when this happens and that happens. So like, did you just think? Well, this can't happen to me. I mean, you, I know you're on birth control, so I mean, I guess that's part of it too. Um, but like, did you just think? I'm gonna just do what I'm gonna do and just whatever. Basically, <laughs> I mean I know that sound. I mean I'm not gonna say it sound bad, but like I was just young, doing what everybody else was doing, right. thinking that you know that was cool, that was the thing. Like right. that's just what it was. And then like of course like there's also like like when I was in high school, 
more so than like any other time in my life but <laughs> um in high school like more so I was dealing with like a lot of like um insecurities and like body mm-hmm. issues and stuff so like me personally like I told you the first time like as opposed to like talking to somebody about it or sweeping it under the rug you know yeah. just not letting it get to me like I would turn towards like attention from boys mm-hmm. and so that was like I don't know middle school or high school that was just like my thing like so I'm going to tell you what's so interesting about that and that I wish that we had done that diff. I wish I had done that differently um, when you were that age because I went through the same thing at that age. Yeah. Right. And different, like our body makeup is different, um, but I went through the same thing, you know, and I feel like had I known... So hindsight is twenty twenty. Yeah. <laughs> right? So it's easy to be like, had I known we could have had this kumbaya moment right. and I could have told you that I understood <laughs> and I could have helped you be a strong black woman. But yeah. the reality is, had I known, I might not have known what to do with it. I yeah. mean, you know, the reality is you, you think that you would handle things one way if given the opportunity. But in the heat um, of the moment, it's difficult. It's, well, and it's very difficult to, you know, I can remember... Um, things happening with you and with your sister. And I don't even mean big things. I mean, like, I remember you not making a dance team and you in your room bawling and I'm in there, you know, <laughs> trying to comfort, comfort you, yeah. comforting you. But the reality is I left and went in my room and was crying. I did not make dance team, but yeah. like, <laughs> you know, it was hard for me to see you hurting. So I just think about that when I say, you know, if we could have gone back, I would like to think that we would have been able to sit down yeah. and I could have shared with you some of the things that I experienced and went through. You know, I started having sex at a very young age um, because I, I wanted to be accepted. I wanted to be, you know, I wanted to be liked. I wanted to be, I thought, respected, but I don't know that respect was at the high. I mean, how high on the list is respect really right. in middle in, school? In but, you know, <laughs> but, but I mean, it is now. Like, now you're going to respect oh, no, yeah, me. Now, but, you yes. know, um, but I wish that, that I had known that you were battling with that on a deeper level at that time in your life because I could have sat down with you and we could have shared that bond instead of the teenage mom bond. Right. You know, we might have been able to, to redirect that a little bit, but I didn't know. Um, so that's, you know, I, I guess that's one thing is like communication. I mean, people say communication, but they don't really. Communication Listen, is huge. You have to be able to communicate and reciprocate what the person is trying to get you to understand yeah like there are a lot of people who sh- who shoot for communication and are so big on people communicating but if you're not listening to what the other person is saying then you can communicate <laughs> all day but right it's gonna go it's in one on ear, not the that's other. right so, that's right and i mean i think there the have purpose. been times that you know i think we have gotten to the point now where um you know we can say now is not a good time like not i'm not gonna talk to you about this ever I can't do this right now. Right. Um, and we just come back to it later. And I, you know, I think that's an underrated skill mm-hmm. <laughs> because in the heat of the moment, I can't hear you. You can't hear me. And we both yelling. And we both <laughs> yelling. And now the, whatever the topic we were trying to discuss is, is a whole different thing. Cause now I feel disrespected. Right. Um, what are some of the things that you feel like, and we don't have to, so if there's anything that you don't want to discuss, like you just be like, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> that's, that's okay. okay that ain't everybody business <laughs> you know that could just be family business yeah um what are some of the things that you feel like or what are some of the harder things that you feel like um exist because you're you're a teen mom well you're not a teen anymore but a right. young 
you are a young mom. Um, so the main thing for... <laughs> so if you guys can't hear Isaiah, he said, guys, what you doing, guys? It's your oatmeal, baby. One minute, okay? Okay, drink your juice and watch Ryan. I'll be over there in a minute, okay? Okay. Um, Sorry, it was a brief commercial break <laughs> brought to you by Ryan and Isaiah and Capri Sun. Um, one of the hardest things for me personally, like, high school, middle school, yet again, like, I was a very social person. Ah. So, to then graduate from high school. Okay, just wait. To then graduate from high school and go to college, especially a party school where, you know, I had the mind, like, of course I didn't have the mindset to go party, but partying was going to happen. <laughs> um, so, you know, going to a party school, you know, already planning to be somewhere where, you know, it's going to be, you know, popping, right. a lot of stuff going on, campus right. activities, you know. Um, and they, and you know, like, like my, just my social media was just really high, just all around, like going to parties, going out to eat with friends and so, yeah, of course, after having a kid, like there were a lot of times where, you know, my friends want to go out or mm -hmm. even, you know, slightly go to dinner or, mm -hmm. you know, whatever the case may be, just come over so we can, you know, sit and talk. And I'm like, right. well, no. <laughs> you know like and it and and there have been times now where I've had to explain to my friends like um you know I do love y'all and I do you know good morning <laughs> you know like I do love y'all and I do love spending time with y'all but at the end of the day like I'm not just going to up and you know send my kid off to somebody just because I want to go to a party you It's know? funny you say that cuz I in the intro I was like yeah, I party, but it wasn't. I won't just leave my kid yeah, with nobody. You know, like like you know, those memes that are like, um, I'm the same one. I'm the same one that needs a break, but well, I ain't leaving my kid with, with nobody. Anybody, you know. And so, like, that's also why I'm really grateful that we have the relationship we do because, mm -hmm. like, not like I need you to watch him or you know, like I feel comfortable throwing him off to you. But right. at the same time, like, I know for a fact there's never going to be a time where it's like, oh no, I don't want to keep him. Yeah. Or if you know if if I really need you to keep him, I know oh, right. when it when the time comes to it, like I know I can reliably call on you and that be what it is, you know. Right. So social social life and parent life, especially at the beginning, is very hard to do it. Do it's it hard to manage. Time. It's hard to manage because um, you are trying to like you. Are, I think at that age too, you are still learning about who you are right. and what you like and what you would like to be involved in. Right. And you're trying to manage that with the life that you're responsible for. You right. can't just be like, I mean, it's funny because I say you can't, but there are plenty of people that be like, you're like, girl, how is you out here all the time? Like, son, you always not. at the party. <laughs> like, I don't understand. Yeah. Where is your, don't you got a baby? Yeah. Um, you know, and I will say that that was part of the reason um, right after you had Isaiah that I was so adamant about you going to school because I wanted to make sure I wanted to offer you as much of the opportunity to continue that life as possible. And not to say that I didn't want you to have to be responsible for Isaiah as much as it was. I didn't want um, you to resent him. Right. I didn't want you to be like. You know, I done had this baby and, and I, done, I can't do and nothing. And I can't do nothing because I feel like that's how, I mean, it's going to sound harsh, but that's how babies end up in the oven. Right. You know, end up on somebody's doorstep and the mama then just drove off into the sunset on because, the right, on the curb because they like, I ain't asked for this life. Right. Um, 
And so I wanted you to have as much of an opportunity, as close to an opportunity as possible to, you know, try to mesh those things together. Um, okay. Um, and so, you know, what, I guess on the other side, what has been one of the, the best things about, you know, not to glamorize it. <laughs> yeah, you know, no. Glamorous, but what has been one of the better things about um, parenthood? Yeah. And I'll tell you when you're done, when you, after you finish, I'll tell you mine. So, so I tell people, I tell people all the time, like when he was younger, of course it was harder, you know, mm-hmm. he's more maintenance, of course. Mm-hmm. But now that he's older, like, like he's really like my little broke <laughs> yeah, best I was going to say he's your little broke like, best friend. Now that he's a little more <laughs> independent as far as like being able to just go and sit and watch TV or, you know, getting a snack out the pantry. Right. Oh, okay. Um, it's just a lot easier to maneuver around him with his new <laughs> stuff. And he's so grown and like watching his personality and it's crazy to see like, when you think like this is really a little me, you know, <laughs> and it's like he's, I've seen like my, some of my own personalities and traits and stuff in him, and so like that's one thing that I can say that like now that he's old, a little older, parenthood is actually kind of fun, kind of dope, yeah. like you know, kind of fun to just have a little person you know is relying on you for everything. Like it's a gift and a curse. Yeah, so I wouldn't yeah, say a curse, definitely. but like it's a gift and a weight. Yeah, because it's like, I know I have a little person relying on me, watching me at every turn, but I also know I got a little person watching right. me and relying and on me at every turn. Literally. Like, I can't, you know, we've had conversations about how you can't just pick up and move. I know you want to move out of Durham, and I'm like, well, that takes planning. Right. If you didn't have a kid, you could eat beanies and weenies for weeks if you wanted. Right. But, like, I don't want no dang on beanies. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, you don't want no dang on beanies. He's going to need daycare. He's going to need good school options. He's going to need, Everything. you know, uh, you're going to need a support system. You can't, you don't, you ain't want to just leave him with anybody. I know you don't want to go to school. You don't have to go to school today. Um <laughs> You know, I know you don't want to just leave him with any old body regularly, but you ain't going to want to leave him with just any old body in some right. new town. You don't know nobody. So, like, those are things you have to consider. Um, I It has been, you know, for me, what I will say is it was tough. It was tough being a, a teen mom, you know, when um, when your brother was born. Not only was I a teen mom, but his dad, his dad really was non-existent. Uh, Michael's 25 and his dad just decided to really be existent, I'll say maybe two years ago. So 22, 23 years of being a single parent and like really doing it on my own and the dude not showing up and, you know, everything was really on me. But what I will say is having like now being almost 43 in a few <laughs> days, um, like I will say that one of the benefits to having had you guys when I did um is that i have been able to like grow up with y'all um and there's some benefits to that like you know it's interesting now when me and your brother go out or me and you go out and they're like oh are y'all sisters right like is that your, is that your man i'm like ew no, no i birthed him he is definitely please. not my man um you know and so that has been a benefit, you know, to being able to having y'all a little younger. You know, yes, we grew up together, but also like I'm still young to still young enough now to be like, Mama got a life too. You yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like Lana will be in college in two years and I will be just gracing 45. Like, I'll be like, okay, ready to thigh. Now I can thigh and bop. Oh, Lord, let's not. <laughs> now I can thigh and bop. And now I can afford to. Now I can finance my thigh and bopping. I couldn't really finance it They're when I was 17. Issues. I know it does. I, 
I won't I won't be on nobody's back page, I promise. Um um but anyway, so definitely one of the probably the better things is the ability to not be like not be super removed to not be super removed from, you know, parenting at this stage. Like I'm still young enough and y'all are still old enough to where um y'all are still old enough to where you know we can connect on things and it ain't like um eight million miles removed from whatever y'all are going through like we can still talk about all sorts of things and it still be relevant relative you know it's not like you trying to talk to me and I'm like if I were to have a kid right now (laughs) right I'm 40 and if I were to have a kid right now the things that they are experiencing dealing with would be like, like, would be foreign to me. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can still laugh and joke with Lana about TikTok. <laughs> um, you know, I can still, um, yeah, so I can still like connect with Lana, you know, with you and Lana on social media. We can talk about Instagram. I'm really not into TikTok or Snapchat just yet, but you know, we can, we're, we're not, I'm just not so removed that it's all completely right. foreign. So I definitely think that's that's a benefit. I think another benefit is like you're able to do and enjoy things with Isaiah. You know, mm-hmm. you're not like, you know, you can still run with him in the park right. and like, you know, take him to Disney and do things with him that are fun for him and not completely like wiping out all your energy. Yes. <laughs> you know, and so I also think that there is a, you know, I feel like generationally there was a, you know, there has been a shift in terms of like, you know, when Grand Anna was, was our age, they was having babies at 13, 14, 15. Like, that's what you did. And then you got married. And you right. stayed married for 100 years. And then the generation, like, moved a little bit, and that wasn't acceptable. And then Nana, you know, was married by the time she had me. And then, you know, then the generation shifted again, and they were younger, but not necessarily, you know, transitioning into right. getting married. Um, and so now I feel like we have another, the generation shifted again, where women are like, I don't need a man either. A, I don't need a man and I don't need a baby or like I can have a baby without having a man. And I, you know, my clock maybe isn't necessarily ticking at 25. Maybe it's not ticking until 35 or 45. So I just think things are changing. Um, you know, I, I, I try to tell you often that I'm proud of who you are as a mom. I know it wasn't the journey that you, um intended or even thought like I look back there's a video you guys won't be able to see it but there's a video of a softball game where um (laughs) Maya was I I don't know what was happening but she was clumsy as ever and she probably fell every time time she was at bat or in the outfield and one of the times um she hit and like fell flat on her stomach at first base there was no reason why at that point she would have been like six months pregnant um yeah it was senior year yeah so like she would have been six months pregnant we didn't know she didn't look pregnant at all um well my mom said she knew because her nose was big but none of the rest of us that was looking at her knew um but she fell flat on her stomach there is no reason in the world that there shouldn't have been an issue like there's no reason that isaiah should have been here five uh ten toes ten fingers like perfect little human um walking around with his monster truck like there is no reason you know we went to the emergency room probably four or five times during the time she would have been pregnant for various things and not once did they do 
a pregnancy test. They didn't even ask, mm-hmm. not once. But we go to get Maya's wisdom teeth pulled. Isaiah probably was six months old, and the first I filled out, I signed the paperwork the to sign her in, and they said, "Before we take her back, we need to take a pregnancy test." And I'm like, "Where were y'all eight months ago? Right. Like we've been in the emergency room for all these different things." Literally. And nobody ever thought to ask, but we getting her wisdom teeth pulled, which don't have nothing to do with her body, the rest of her body. Uh, but we were getting, you know, the anesthesia done. And so um, we're, in the, you know, we're getting, a, we're at the dentist and that's the first thing they do. So, you know, it's difficult for me to equate any of that, anything as it relates to Isaiah with being a curse, um, because he has been nothing but a continued blessing, um, even when we didn't know we needed it. So, um. Anyway, Maya, I, I appreciate you hopping on here with me at last moment's notice. Um, lots of distractions today, but we but we made What's it. New? What's new? That's right. That's part of being a team mom, right? Um, I tell you all the time how proud of you I am. Um, I want you to know that. I want you to know that I continue to feel that way. Um, lots of other people reach out to me often to say that watching you be a mom is um, is fun and they are proud of you and they don't even necessarily know you. So Isaiah could not have picked a better mom. I mean, unless he had picked me, but you know, there's that. <laughs> he he kind of gets the best of both worlds in this. So anyway, we're off to enjoy the rest of our vacation days. Maybe spend some time at the pool. Um Maybe we can find somebody. <laughs> Isaiah is telling us to be quiet. So maybe we can find some days. Come here. You're going to say hi, guys. Come here, Sting. Come here. Come here. Say hi, guys. Hi, guys. <laughs> All right. Say, have a good day. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>